Hello guys, welcome back to All in Tech, a brand new episode. I know it's not the normal Monday that we do, and I do apologize for not releasing a new episode for the past two, maybe three weeks. Things have just been, there's been so much going on, but we're back. I know it's a Friday, so it's a very different story from our normal Monday releases, but I figured I'd give you a surprise release, and let's talk about, or actually, let's make a new tech talk podcast episode we haven't done one of those in a long time i think it might have been last year uh it was tech talk number six i didn't see the date all i remember is that it was definitely a while ago so long overdue bear with me here i'm a little bit feeling you know i'm a little bit under the weather i feel kind of like iffy but i will still push through uh hopefully it's not too much of a bother but we will continue to do so, um, I really wanted to just push this episode out. Um, you know, it's been too long for the tech talk kind of podcast, and also just in general, I haven't released anything for this podcast in about two, three weeks. So, surprise release. I couldn't wait any longer. I really wanted to do this, so let's get started. Let's talk about the whole iPhone 15 event. Boom. Alright, so first in the lineup, we have the iPhone 15. Alright, if I lose energy halfway through this, do not be surprised. I am kind of half awake. So, we are pushing through this. I'm giving it my all. Uh, I might need to take a nap after this. Now, we're talking about the iPhone 15. This was released, obviously, um, last week. So, a lot of... Uh, excitement over these phones, I even myself included. We have a couple videos coming up, just as a little quick reminder. And uh, I think that's all for minor announcements. Now, this phone is basically, if you want just a shortcut version, it's the iPhone 14 Pro in turned into a base model, basically. Just renamed into the iPhone 15. But it's basically the iPhone 14 Pro. That's pretty much what you're going to get. But if you want more specifics, uh, let's dive in. So we have Corny Gorilla Glass on the front and on the back with their ceramic shield. And they have an aluminum frame as per the usual. Now we do have obviously um, Nano SIM and eSIM for international. But uh, for the US, we are working with... Uh, eSIM, so that's not fun. I mean, I, I obviously get it, the kind of um, uh, why it's more of a better option, but personally for me, I kind of wish we stuck with the old school SIM card. It just feels better, you know, you can swap, um, if you travel, you know, you can swap a SIM card and not have to worry about it. But now with eSIM, it's a little bit more out of your control. So, I don't like that personally, but I guess it is what it is. Now, for water and dust resistance, we have the same IP68 water and dust resistance. 6 meters for 30 minutes. All the usual stuff. For the display, we have a 6.1 inch Super Retina XDR OLED display. And it has HDR10 Plus and Dolby Vision with the thousand nits of manual brightness and two thousand nits of peak brightness so 
these screens should be very bright. Notice how I never said H uh, or 120 hertz refresh rate. That's because they still don't have it, despite the pros having it. And I think that's one of the differentiating features of the Pro series. So I don't think they want to give that up entirely just yet. So for those base iPhone 15s, you're not going to get the smooth display. But if you've never had it, you won't miss it because you've never experienced it. But as someone who has, on all my Android phones, 120 hertz refresh rate, and then an iPhone 15 Pro, I mean 13 Pro, 120 hertz, I just see smooth displays all the way around. And when I go to my tablet, which runs on 60, I'm just like, wow, this is really choppy. But that's just me. And obviously a couple other people. But aside from that, I feel like if you don't have it, you won't miss it. So that's kind of like the end of the line right there. Moving on, we do have iOS 17 on board with Apple A16 Bionic, which again is last year's Pro processor. Since last year for the base iPhones, they gave them the 13 Pro's processor so they would they're kind of like undercutting the iphone 15 in a way because they're not having the same uh performance or same chipset as the pros and that's something that they kind of started doing uh i think last year with the 14s and they're continuing on with that trend where they're giving the old pro processors to the base new base iphones and then uh giving the new processor to the pro iphones so I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, if you don't care, then that's fine. But I'm personally a pro user, so um, I don't really get affected by it. But I know someone might be kind of annoyed by that. Now, we do have the Apple GPU 5-core graphics, which again, these, these phones are excellent for gaming. Moving on, we have no card slot. So Apple is pushing more and more to like a seamless design where there's no ports, no openings. And they got rid of the card slot. They got rid of the SIM card slot, whatever. Um, they haven't had expandable storage for almost like a decade now. So there's not even a point in arguing for it. Now for internal storage, we do have three three options. We have 128 gigabytes of internal storage with 8 gigs of RAM or 6 gigs of RAM, which is this base storage. Then you have the upgraded one to 256 with the same gigabytes of RAM. And then 512 for those who need it. Uh, the gigabyte for RAM does not change. It's still at 6, even with the highest end model. Moving on, we do have the 48 megapixel lens, which is new for the 15. Um, it was on the old or the 14 Pro. Uh, so it was on the older one. You can see how they transferred a little bit of the hardware. I don't know if it's entirely, um, I guess, well done because you kind of had the pros using it for only a year and then they transferred it already to the base iPhone 15s, which is kind of strange. Uh, so they get a pretty big jump for the iPhone 15s. They get a really good uh, upgrade for cameras for the first time in like three, four years. So for them, that's a good thing. Uh, you still have the 48, me or you still have the 12 megapixel ultra wide lens. So you only get that kind of like domino style cameras. Um, and those are the 
only two ones you get. You don't get a telephoto. That's reserved for the pros. Now, moving on to the video recording, we have 4K at 25, 24, 30 frames per second, and 60 frames. The same options for 1080p as well. And you have Dolby Vision HDR up to 60 frames per second and cinematic mode 4K 30. So overall, we all know the iPhone it does pretty good when it comes to video, but we'll see just how good when all these comparisons start to come out. Moving on to the selfie camera, we do have the 12 megapixel sensor. Um, nothing new there. Uh, same recording capabilities, 4K and 1080p at all the frame rates you can imagine. Moving on to sound, we do have stereo speakers, no headphone jack, obviously. Bluetooth 5.3, Wi-Fi 6, and NFC as well. And we also get, I think, like an updated or upgraded uh, ultra-wideband, which is called ultra-wideband 2. So that's pretty cool. Um, again, better connectivity with phones around. And also, uh, they promoted this kind of interesting thing where you can find your friend's iPhone uh, just using it. Uh, in the Find My app, and it kind of like locating it as if it were an i or as a as if it were an AirTag. Sorry, my brain's lagging. But I feel like that's a convenient feature. But at the same time, you don't want your friends stalking you. So do with that what you will. I don't know how that's gonna. I mean, I feel like there should be some sort of safety protection given how much of a scandal the AirTags had when they came out. Um, a lot of safety issues were presented. And so now to be able to locate a phone, that's, uh, I feel like it's a very, very real issue that no one seems to notice. But we'll have to see what Apple puts in place of that. Moving on, we do have emergency SOS via satellite, so that's still on board. And moving on to the battery, we have 3349 milliamp hour battery. Not the biggest in the world, it's still very small for what it is, but if we've seen anything is, you know, Apple has gotten a lot better with optimization for battery. Now for wired charging, we have 50% in 30 minutes, advertised by them, and 15 watts of wireless charging via MagSafe, because if you don't use a MagSafe compatible charger, you will only get 7.5 watts. And I think that's actually kind of stretching it, because they kind of get like around 5 actually. So. It needs to be MagSafe compatible. If not, then you'll get a slower charge speed. But you also have 7.5 watts of, um, oh yeah, so yeah, this is right here, 7.5 watts of normal wireless charging. And now Apple has introduced reverse charging, but it's not wireless. It has to be wired. You know, Apple always slow behind the times, even when they are pushing. <laughs> Uh, you do get your USB-C, which is brand new for the iPhones. Uh, they will have USB support, so you can plug in a USB device or USB-C cable and then plug it into, let's just say, your brand new USB-C AirPods. Your phone will charge them. So that is honestly pretty cool. Uh, it can also charge other iPhones, other devices, uh, in between other iPhones, this applies for all of the uh, iPhones. Um, if your phone has USB Type-C and you plug it into another USB Type-C iPhone, uh, they will see which one has the lower battery and charge that one. So, 
if you have an Android, it needs to be a very relatively high-end and new Android device because it needs to have like a certain type of USB port uh, that has the same technology as the USB port on or USB-C port on the iPhone. And then they'll kind of do like that weird handshake as Marquez calls it. Um, they'll also do it too with the Android, but it needs to have that technology, which is only the high, highest end newer uh, uh, Android models. So if you don't have that, which is apparently most Androids, you won't be able to do that. It'll just kind of like uh, either use your Android phone as a charger or just not charge. I don't know. It's a weird kind of like uh, multiple situation kind of outcome. Now, we do have a couple colors. I will say the colors this year are kind of bland. You have black, blue, green, yellow, and pink. And all of those are in the lightest shade you can possibly imagine. Black is okay. Blue, green, yellow, and pink. They are literally all shades of white, if anything. Um, with a slight tint to them. Honestly, I'm not a fan. I, I really don't like the bland and like colorless nature of these colors that they released both on the pros and the non-pros it's just not it for me i really don't like it um but you can also you can always change it not at all sponsored by the way but d brand obviously has a lot of skins that you could change your phone color to um it's something that i did with my phone but uh, again i'm just saying i just don't like that it's so bland it's like a very pastel and i like pastels but not on phones, not on technology. It just doesn't look good a lot of the time for me. Um, but yeah, it's just very white on all these on all these colors. And moving on to the iPhone 15 Plus, that phone, obviously, um, there's really not much to talk about. It has a bigger battery and it has a bigger screen. That's essentially all that's different. It's just a bigger 15. For those who want a bigger normal iPhone 15, the iPhone 15 Plus is there for you. So bigger battery, bigger screen, uh, that's all that's different. Moving on to the iPhone 15 Pro. So this one is probably the one I would suggest getting from for people who want a Pro phone but don't want to spend iPhone Pro Max money, especially since the price went up. Technically, technically, Apple did something very clever, which is... For the iPhone 15 Pro Max, instead of raising the the entry-level price, they kind of did this sneaky little thing where they upgraded the storage to 256 gigabytes. And they added an extra $100, as if you had optioned a higher storage model. And then that's the starting price. So it's a starting price of $1,200 which is the same price as the iPhone 14 Pro Max with 256 gigabytes of storage. So pretty much they just took away the 128 gigabyte model entry level technically, uh, but also technically it is a price increase, but not really. So sneaky there from Apple, but you know, that's just how they are. You know, they're very sneaky, very slimy sometimes. Um, anyway. So we have the same Corning Gorilla Glass on the front and back with ceramic shield, except we get a titanium frame. Some of you are excited, some of you straight up don't care, but it is what is on these Pro phones. Uh, it has a grade 5 aluminum 
which apparently they say is used in space, which whether I believe them or not is up for debate. But if they say what it is, um, I'm sure they're telling the truth to some degree. Maybe it's just like a little component inside the actual robots in space. I don't know. But, um, you know, they don't really like to be too specific when it comes to their stats. Now you also get dual SIM uh, support. In the U.S., you get NanoSIM and eSIM internationally, along with China as well. Uh, you get IP68 water and dust resistance for 6 meters up to 30 minutes. Uh, same, obviously, IP rating. And we do have a 6.1-inch LTPO Super Retina HDR, or HDR, XDR, OLED, 120 hertz, HDR10, Dolby Vision, 1,000 nits of manual brightness, and 2,000 nits of peak brightness. So that's a, a lot of words for a display, but basically it's it's a pretty good display. This is the brightest display that iPhones have ever had, and honestly, the brightest phone on the market right now. The only competitor is the Samsung Galaxy S23 series that has a peak brightness of 1,700 nits instead of 2,000 nits. Um, but regardless, they're still bright phones, and this is the brightest phone on the market, so they're not lying about that. Uh, you also have a resolution of 1779 by 2556. This does obviously um, have the ceramic shield on the front, and has that always-on display that they introduced last year, which was subject to controversy, uh, mainly pertaining to battery life. Uh, we'll see how that affects battery life this year. If they kind of ironed it out, uh, we also know that iOS 17 is on these phones and obviously being updated to other older phones. And they obviously will cause some kind of bag battery degradation just because the nature of technology. Moving on to the chipset, we have the Apple A17 Pro. So they stopped calling it the Bionic chipset for the Pro series at least. Uh, they changed it to Pro. Um, the iPhone 15s will have the A16 Bionic, and the 15 Pros will have the A17 Pro. So instead of the 16 and 17 Pro, I don't know. It's a whole combination. Uh, Apple is slowly becoming more convoluted, uh, similar to Samsung, where uh, things are starting to kind of cross over, and it's becoming a little bit of a mess. Uh, moving on, we have the Apple GPU 6-core graphics, so a little bit better performance for gaming on the 15 Pros. Uh, as per the usual, the Pro iPhones are given a little bit more priority. Now, for internal storage configurations, we have the same options, with the exception of now we have an even higher storage model, which is 1 terabyte. Of storage with eight gigabytes of RAM, so pretty crazy for those who need it. Um, I don't know who would need one terabyte of storage, but it's there if you need it. Every storage configuration option comes with eight gigs of RAM, and you have the normal 128, 256, 512 for those who need it. But it goes up in price by a hundred for every tier of storage that you go higher. I'm not a fan of that. Samsung at least charges only $50, but they used to not charge money to upgrade your storage, which, you know, those were the good, good old days. Um, or at least they charged like 10 bucks, maybe. I don't remember. It's been a while. 
Moving on to the cameras, we do have a 48 megapixel sensor with sensor shift OIS. We have the 12 megapixel telephoto lens, 77 millimeters of focal range with three times optical zoom. And we have a 12 megapixel ultra wide. So the same kind of lenses that we had last year on the 14 Pro. Uh, the only difference would be like computational photography, basically, because the one that got the main camera upgrade is the Pro Max, which has the telephoto periscope lens sort of thing where it can zoom up to five times optically, I think. And it has a little bit, obviously, a longer uh, zoom range for digital hybrid zoom. I don't know how important zoom is to you. I personally would love to have, like, the Samsung zoom, you know, 30 times zoom. But that's not available. Uh, they kind of just focused on the 15 Pro Max. So, and even then, I don't think it's worth it over the Pro like, you do get an, uh, a little bit extra zoom, but I wouldn't feel like that's $200 more for the phone. That's basically the same. Obviously, you do get a little bit of a longer battery life. Um, I personally see it as kind of like a balanced trade-off thing where the phone is smaller, the battery is smaller, but it's kind of proportionate in the same way that the 15 Pro Max has big screen, big battery, but it's proportionate so they'll both lose battery in the same or similar way. But that's just me. Let me know if my math is wrong. We also have the time of flight 3D LiDAR sensor, which has been on the, I think ever since the 12 or the 13, I can't remember, Pro. But that stays on there, so that's pretty cool. We also have video recording 20 at 24K 20, at 24 frames, 25, 30, 60, and uh, 1080p at the same resolutions as well, or frame rates as well. So pretty good recording capabilities, 10-bit HDR, Dolby Vision, up to 60 frames per second as well. ProRes, cinematic mode at 4K24 or 30 frames per second. And you get 3D spatial audio video thing where they're kind of like promoting where they're saying, uh, you can record like 3D video and watch it on your Apple Vision Pros. And so if you want to do that, that's pretty cool. Uh, we'll have to see how that actually turns out, you know, because one thing is paper and one thing is real life. So we'll have to see how that turns out. Moving on, we do have stereo speakers, no headphone jack. We have Wi-Fi 6E, Bluetooth 5.3, NFC and USB Type-C 3.0. So here's another difference between the pros and the non-pros is that the non-pros get the old USB Type-C 2.0 versus the pros, they get the 3.0. So they get faster uh, storage transfers and um, yeah, just generally that tends to be the difference. I don't know how much it'll affect most people. I really doubt it because not everyone's transferring files like me who, you know, transferring between phones or between devices in general. And, you know, the lightning port is super slow. So it's not like uh, uh, this is going to be a downgrade. I still have a lot of USB-C accessories, which is going to be great because I finally don't need to use the lightning port. And I may have just given a little hint there. Uh, moving on, we do have emergency SOS via satellite and the same ultra wideband 2 support that we got on the base iPhone 15s. 
We have 50% in 30 minutes for battery charging. Um, we have the 3,274 milliamp hour battery, which is ironically smaller than the base 15. I don't know about that. I mean, they had to do some insane... I mean, I feel like this should be longer lasting than the base iPhones, but uh, the battery is slightly smaller. I don't know. I just hope that battery isn't like a big thing this year like it was last year with the 14 Pro where, or even the Pro Max where you had slight battery issues where it was degrading too quickly and the battery wasn't lasting as long. Who knows? We'll have to see if the batteries are up to the up to the to standard to kind of hold all these features and whatnot. We have 15 watts of wireless MagSafe charging and 7.5 watts of wireless normal charging, and we do have the reverse wired charging for those who need it as well on these pros. And again, we go to the colors, and my complaint remains the same. We have the most bland colors ever. We have black titanium, which is okay. You know, it's the same graphite, just slightly lighter. Uh, we have white titanium, which basically looks like any other white iPhone. Blue titanium, which I kind of liked when it first when I first saw it. But then when I saw it on another video, it looked very different, and I didn't like it at all. And then we have natural titanium, which I wasn't a fan of at first, and then uh, slowly I it seems to be the color that I might choose for my for my phone. So natural titanium is has been predicted as the color to go, the color of this year, uh, because blue kind of belonged to uh, you know the iPhone 12. And like the light blue belonged to the iPhone 13, uh, the green belonged to the iPhone 11, um, or was that the 12? I don't remember. And then the purple belonged to the fifth or to the 14 series. And now for the 15 series, it seems like it's the natural titanium that's going to be the color to get. Uh, yeah, so I'll stick with that one. Again, not a fan of the colors. I wish there was more variety and a little bit more vibrancy because I feel like we're going to this very minimalist, futuristic, colorless kind of future design. And I really am not a fan of that. Um, it's very depressing, but we digress. So all the links for the phones that we talked about are going to be in the description. Um, they'll lead you to Amazon, which I do get some kind of... Uh, commission if you do buy through that link it's not required you don't pay extra use the same thing um, just as if you were shopping on Amazon I just get a little bit because I referred you the link uh, just a little bit of a disclosure you know in case you want to help out the channel and the podcast as well to help me support this very expensive hobby um, this has been the Apple series 15 15 series uh, pretty much largely the same but you do get some different stuff like you get the dynamic island which i forgot to mention you get the dynamic island on the 15 and the 15 plus which is nice you know a lot of the uh people are gonna like that i think because that was on the 
on the 14 and 14 Pro or 14 Pro and Pro Max of last year. And it's very interesting that they transferred the design so quickly over a year. You know, usually they take like a year or two before or two years or three years before they change the design of their phones. But this one took really only two years to get it on all phones, which is kind of interesting. Um, this is probably one of the quickest times that Samsung or Apple has changed their design because we remember ever since the iPhone 10, 10R, 10S, 10X Max, uh, then the iPhone 11, and then the 12, and then the 13, they all look the same. With the 13, you got a slightly smaller notch, but that was basically it. Um, then with the 14s, they just completely went all out, and then 15, it only took a year for all the phones to look the same. Um, the only difference again is on the back side where you have an extra camera. So cosmetically they look similar, but you have a slight design cue to go off of, uh, for the ones who have the 15 pro max, <laughs> you basically buying the same phone. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it for the 15 pros or pro max, um, 14 pro, sorry, 14 pro and pro max users. I don't recommend upgrading. It's really not worth it. You're buying the same phone twice. Um, yeah, there's really nothing I can say to convince you otherwise. It's just that they look the same. They are the same. They're essentially the same. Um, I wouldn't buy it if you have last year's Pro models. 13 Pros, I would say go for it. It's worth it. But if you're happy, keep the phone. It's still a very solid phone. Uh, I see no use in upgrading if you don't need to uh, or want to. You know, Sometimes a want is actually a need. Uh, and then for the 12s, definitely upgrade to the 15 or the 15 plus. I would definitely say go for it. You basically have a 14 Pro in your hand, just relabeled as an iPhone 15. I'd say go for it if you have any phones that is an iPhone 12 or older, even if you're a Pro user. iPhone 12 Pro, 12 Pro Max, all of them. I would say upgrade. Um, that was it for this tech talk. I wanted to go over the the watch ultra 2 but i really don't see much of a point uh basically a lot more uh durable as a watch um you also have the ceramic crystal front uh titanium frame uh you get the always on display along with the same action button uh again a lot more durable because it's a lot more uh it can do a lot more depth for water stuff uh, basically, it's just a little bit more upgraded, a lot stronger, lighter, and you get some new fine woven bands along with fine woven cases for the iPhones. Basically, uh, yeah, we lost leather, unfortunately. I'm personally a big fan of leather products. That's why I'm kind of sad to see them go. But at the same time, I bought an Apple case and that did not go well. So I'm not going to miss their specific Apple leather products because they were honestly kind of garbage. But I will buy my own separate leather accessories for the phone because I like it. Anyway, that was it for this Tech Talk number seven. Been a while. I kind of missed it because, you know, it's kind of reminds me of the old school podcast I used to do where I literally rambled on for like half an hour, which we're basically at. Uh, this was back during the pandemic. And I used to just like ramble on about tech and stuff. And now we're back to that, but only for, you know, certain episodes, because honestly, sometimes you really just want to do one phone at a time. But 
we haven't done one of these mega, you know, kind of podcasts. I hope you guys enjoyed. You know, this is one of those podcast episodes that I like. Um, mainly because you can sit down and pretend you're part of, you know, the conversation. You're you're in the studio with us talking about phones. And I know not everyone's into this, but, you know, we're here to have a good time. Just talk about phones. It's a very nice, simple, chill vibe that I want to give off. Um, I know my voice has been kind of annoying. I, I kind of have to be hearing myself and it's not something that I always enjoy, uh, especially when I sound kind of off like right now. I hope you guys uh, didn't have too much trouble at dealing with my voice. Sorry if I annoyed you, <laughs> uh, but I really wanted to do this. I've, I mean, we haven't done one of these episodes in such a long time. So I feel like it was proper, you know, the iPhone 15s just came out, a lot of new phones. Um, and yeah, I just felt like we had to do it. And so here we are 31 minutes in, that was a really great, or actually it might be more cause I recorded the intro separately, but I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys had a nice little chill 30 minutes on the couch and I will see you guys maybe next week. I might still do an episode next week cause I feel like I owe you guys still, um, We'll do it maybe on the Watch Series 9 along with the Watch 9, Series 9 Aluminum with the Apple Watch SE. I think they released a new one. I don't remember. But we'll we'll talk about the Watch Series then and then talk about the videos that are coming up. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Till then, peace.